Hello and welcome to You Had Me at Martini. I'm Susan and I'm joined by my co-host Melissa. Hi everyone. Welcome. And we are uh, two women um, who start a podcast because we were bored out of our minds during COVID and um, we're still doing it. Yeah. So I'm still um, having fun and appreciate our listeners. So yes. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Yes, and I have some disclaimers. First disclaimer is if my dog starts barking during this, or I should say dogs, I'm just going to go ahead and say sorry and then try to edit it as best we can. Second, uh, I did a lot of research, but I was in such a hurry to like cut and paste and write and you know, like sticky notes all over my desk that I neglected to cite my sources this time. So just to anyone listening, if it ends up being your article, ha, ha, ha. Um, sorry about that. Well, the other thing is, let's be honest, Susan, we don't, we don't have the budget here to pay fact checkers. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, we are fact checking ourselves. Mm-hmm. So unless our listeners want to come back and fact check us, we're happy for that. But yeah. really, that's what it so, is. Just, um, just yeah. can't give credit where credit is due. But like, <laughs> for the people whose stuff I stole, and I'm going to talk about, thank you. Um, we are going to talk about all things COVID today. And we want to kind of say up front, we are going to try very hard not to make this like a political thing at all and just give you stats and, you know, say how we feel about it. And if it's not how you feel about it, that's okay. We respect that. Never mind. Yeah, we've got, uh, and I think the reason we're talking about it today is because the obvious, right, is that um, the masks are coming off soon. Many states are you know, getting back to quote unquote, what they consider normal. And, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings about it. So I, I think that it was a good, I think we thought it was a good discussion for today. So for sure, but that's how we're doing it. So why don't you kick it off, Susan? You've, uh, again, you did a lot of work on this as far as um, getting information and statistics, which I think are important in some of this and just some of it. And again, your disclaimer of fact checking and stuff, we do kind of joke about that and we are serious about it in some ways. But again, this is the podcast of the two of us just talking and bullshitting our way through a conversation. So yeah, no one fact got- checks you when you're having a cocktail yeah. with your friends. So that's just right. exactly. enough. So that's again, right, exactly. So I'm just going to list off, I'm not going to say all the dates, but this is a list of all the schools that are either have or are in the process of uh, stopping masks. Um, states, the states and states. Schools. Sorry, states for for the schools. Sorry, this is just the school piece of it. Right. California, Connecticut, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Virginia, D.C. All of those are in the process or have already said that um, you know the kids don't have to wear masks anymore. Correct, as well as the states, meaning. You go into the grocery store, you don't have to wear a mask. You go into a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask, right? You go into a Well, place. no, no, no. This was just strictly the schools oh, because I can speak cool. like in California where I am right now. In my town, we we don't have to wear masks anymore. But I just went to an event in Palm Springs at the convention center and I had to show them a vaccination card and I had to wear a mask. So so you know, those those things can still vary, but this is specifically just school the states with the schools who are starting to say, Okay, the kids don't have to wear them anymore. So that's interesting because we our our masking is coming off the end of the month. Right. Not just the schools. And vaccination cards, we have not that's been yet to be determined. But an interesting thing fact is that I did go to Indiana last weekend for a basketball game to see um, Garrett and we went to Purdue 
Now, Indiana is one of those um, states where they do not mask anymore. And they've been, you know, a little bit more lenient with their policies on masking for mm -hmm. the whole entire COVID. And we went to Purdue and I was a little concerned because here we are going to the state and I'm still wearing a mask and I'm going into an arena and it was a major game. Purdue was like number three basketball in the nation. I knew it was going to be jam packed. I've seen it on TV. So we went to this restaurant prior and the servers were wearing masks and we asked, why are you guys wearing masks? And they say, if you are on campus, you are masked. You have to wear a, um, if you are on the campus of Purdue, which is a, mm -hmm. college, not a school, you know, like middle school, high school, right. you have to be masked if you're working and you're on campus. So we did then have in the arena. Was it policed 100%? No, but people were, you know, paying attention and asking you to put your mask on if you didn't have it on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone gets away with it. Oh, I'm drinking a beer. Or I'm eating some food. So yeah. it's, we saw that. But so it's interesting that that state generally said no, but the college university was making its own. Right. That's kind of like Palm Springs, like California. I think the mask That's mandate right. came off of Palm Springs. Right. Like, no, you got to wear it. Mm -hmm. And I will say, even in, in my town here, even though we don't have to wear it, I have still found that in restaurants, the servers are still all wearing yeah. it. Yeah, which is... I, Okay. I mean, I'm not a server, never have been, so I don't recognize it, but I think it is fantastic. Right? I think it is too. They're breathing on your food. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, I would say even like now that we're used to masks and have better understanding, like moving forward, I would love it if my servers always had masks yeah. on, except yeah. sometimes when they're trying to tell you the specials and yeah. you kind of understand them and then you need right. to see their mouth. So yeah, exactly. maybe those clear masks. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I mean, there are still states and i'm sure there's many um what did, what was it i thought you did this was interesting the research you found out about the states that mandate that never banned they banned mandates. Yeah, they, mandates were banned in arizona texas georgia montana north dakota iowa tennessee florida and south carolina yeah i mean just flat out like you can't make us do this yes but, right yeah I, yeah and i feel bad for the yeah. people in those states who are immune compromised while the numbers were really high being in a place where like they must not have felt safe at all i mean that right. has been really scary didn't even have to be immune compromised if you were concerned for anything your family or an elderly person sure. I mean, yeah all right not immune i mean just compromised yeah. people yeah. who were already fragile and sure. now they feel they have no protection that's just right. you know and i also looked at the rates of um and this is interesting because, you know, with all the fake news, I heard a guy on the radio the other day who was claiming that the people who were vaccinated were the ones who were dying all the time and it wasn't the unvaccinated. Pretty sure that's not true. This, yeah. this said that the unvaccinated people were 13.9% at risk for infection and 52.3% um, risk of COVID death yeah. versus vaccinated um, and who received boosters were 4% 4 risk of infection and 12.7% risk of death. Yeah. Now, it also said that um, if you got three doses of the booster, you had 93.4% less likely to die. But if you um, had only the two shots and no booster, it went down to 81%. But again, pretty, fan yeah. pretty fucking good odds, right? About I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I think that it makes total sense to do it. But again, we're, you know, back to, you know, everyone has beliefs. 
I read an article just um, doing a little bit of research for this, that vaccine, hesita vaccine hesitancy and people not doing it goes back all the way to the smallpox vaccine. Mm -hmm. So it is not necessarily worse than it was um, as far as people not wanting to do it and being um, against it. It's become worse because of social media and just the way yeah. social media algorithms feed into your social media. If you're right. anti-vax, you're going to see more and more articles that support right. all right. the vaccinated people are dying and that's why I don't well, do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't understand how it's legal, I guess, freedoms, press, whatever, but to just put bullshit out there that then has people making what they think are educated decisions on what may not be true facts. Correct. But they also so. have a little bit of that going for them that they believe it enough that all, you know, that gets fed to them. Of course, so of course. It's just, uh, social media has heightened it. Obviously news travels differently. And so it, it's exactly the same, but it's just become much bigger than well, that. Yeah, you know? I mean, back then, what, do you have to get on a horse and ride yeah, to a few miles exactly. to tell someone, like, don't get that shot. Whereas right. you know, now you just open your phone and then algorithms lead you to 20 articles why you should not do it. Exactly. And as you know, back then too, somebody died of it. It was an unusual circumstance, but you didn't hear about it immediately. Right. right. It was like, okay. And then there was another, they, people had to be more thoughtful about it. Perhaps they were. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, hey. yeah, it's, it does, it, it, it does make sense, but there's reasons why some people can't clearly they can't do it. Um, but you know, the people that do, we don't have chips in our head. And we're not magnetized, right? Do you remember early on seeing those, you know, people that were like, look at the spoon is sticking to my forehead. <laughs> I was like, did what? How is well, this right? Like possible. Well, Bill Gates does keep calling me and saying, why'd you say that? So I'm pretty sure I do have a chip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, Bill, get out of my head. I know, right, exactly. Alexa, quit talking back to me. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, but the, I read this Harvard article, and I and bear with me. Of course, I can't cite anything more than a Harvard article. Um, it said people are hungry for information. They're hungry for certitude, and when there's a lack of consensus-oriented information, I think that's key here. And when everything is being contested in public, it creates confusion among people. And he went on to say, "What I found is remarkable." what is a remarkable degree of consensus among people who understand the science of the disease around what the fundamental issues are and then disagreements about trade-offs and policies. Um, the idea of covering the science in a two-sided way on areas where there really isn't any disagreement has struck me as very, very odd. It's not enough to introduce new pieces of evidence. You have to break through their strategies to diminish the counter evidence. And that's a much harder thing to do than merely exposing people to, to different perspectives, he said. And it keeps coming up over and over again. So, you know, again, this is back to this whole, instead of it just being flat out science, it's like everyone's trying to walk this fine line and present things different ways. And it's like, no, it's, this is what it is. But because it's become so polarizing, it's no longer just as simple as being able to make a statement and leave it at that. It just gets picked apart and twist and turn. Right. It's, you know, this is people, the people that have dealt with this forever, right. They had SARS, they had Ebola, they had, you know, all these other diseases that, that were very serious, but were got contained 
got, you know, I, I don't want to say squashed, but they definitely did not become. They became, they found a way to manage them. That's right. And yeah. they, they caught them early enough and they were thoughtful about how they attacked it. And it didn't become a pandemic, right? It just, it, it never got to that. But that's, there's still thing, cases, I'm sure, of things that happen out there, right? If you read, mm-hmm. sure, epidemiologists see all kinds of things, right? They're seeing all kinds of variations of this, which we'll, we'll talk about shortly. But, you know, it's just when there's not a solid stand behind how to handle it, mm-hmm. I think that's what he's saying about the lack of consensus orientation. Yeah, there's no game plan, and then everyone has their own game plan, and they're, they're, it's like everyone's coming at it from a different way, and so ev- the people listening are like, wait, who am I supposed to listen to? Right. This guy, that guy, that guy? You know, and they might all sort of be saying the same thing, but it's presented in so many different ways that it's just confusing, and then people just get frustrated and angry. And, yeah. you know, we're in year three. People are frustrated and angry. In a world where it's just us, right? There are other countries, there are other governments, there are other diseases for the countries, there are other populations, there's other scientists all over, right? And we've had to learn to live with them and cooperate with them, right? That's just been history. That's like the course of history, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, China, right, has gotten a really bad rap. Okay, so I have to be very careful about how I say this, right? China has always historically, I think, had. Um, negative connotations to the U.S., right? And you can look at it all kinds of different ways, all kinds of different ways, right? But because this originated there, and I, I have not read enough information to know how it was handled there. I think it was probably mishandled, um, and that's. The I think it got away from them. It was it's, they didn't they didn't realize or yeah uh, express quickly enough right. what was happening, and they didn't you know they didn't want to share it with the United States as soon as they did, they were thinking, oh, look, we started a fire. Let's see if we can kind of contain it themselves before it starts a forest fire, right? It it kind of felt like that a little bit Mm -hmm. to me. Again, I don't have all the details. I have not researched it nor read about it. It's just my big 30,000 foot understanding of it, right? So please, listeners, again, um, I just, I think that it does, it it caused a lot of, it it caused people to take a side again further about Mm -hmm. anti-China which yeah. we've seen, and we are still seeing people of, yeah. of who are getting killed and who are harassed on streets. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's- We really- have friends who aren't even Chinese, they're Korean, who've been like yelled at, like, go back, and, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, oh my God. Like, first of all, I grew up here. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm American, but then secondly, I'm Korean. I'm not Chinese. Like, it's just like- Well, that just shows the American, right? That they don't even know the difference, right? Right. They know the difference. I don't know, but we know the difference. I mean, you should kind of know the difference, right? It it doesn't matter. They're not Chinese, so they're not Chinese. And not only that, if they're here in this country, chances are there's a high high likelihood they're Americans. That's right. You know? Yeah. And um, just in case anyone's wondering, unless you're an American Indian, none of us are from here. Yeah, that's right. You know, so then we all have to go back and I'd have to go back in eight pieces because I'm eight different things. So I don't even know how that I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think that Insanity. there was a lot, of, a lot of two sides that started very, very early on with this. And that two sidedness, I think, is, is still exists today in a really, really big way. And I think that is driving a lot of um the lifting of the masks, the exhaustion and decisions that are being made that 
you know, do that, do the experts, the epidemiologists, the, the CDC, do they think it's the right time to do it? I would say they're unsure. I think so, they're unsure, but because of the reaction of the public, they feel right. backed into a corner a little bit and are just sort of like, okay, we got to do this. I'm not okay. sure I would say the CDC, but I say government officials and people yeah. making the decisions are just like, I think the fear is if you've been following that story in Canada with the truckers who are blockading, I think the fear is that if, if things don't change, there's going to be, for lack of a better term, mutiny. And they know what's coming, right? That leads us to the variant that, you know, is coming. Yeah. We, we know it's coming. Well, so. here's, here's the story yeah. in the variant. Okay, so this leads us to the new variant. Now, when I brought this up to several people, they're like, what are you talking about? That's the whole point. I read about this in my little CNN morning newsletter that I get called Five Things, but it hasn't been all over the news. It hasn't been well publicized. And I think part of that is there's two pieces. I think one is they're kind of watching it and trying to understand it better before they freak us all out. And two, they're scared of freaking us all out. But it is, it is an Omicron variant. It's called BA.2. It is 30% more contagious than Omicron. They are calling it the stealth Omicron. It's highly mutated and resistant to treatment. There's question, what I read said it was resistant, possibly resistant to the vaccine, but Melissa read that um, it, it might not be. So that, that remains to be seen. It's shown up in 74 countries and 47 states. It does not show up on the PCR test, which is why they're part of this name stealth. Right now, it makes up 4% of our cases. Now, if you guys remember, when Omicron first came on the scene, it was making up, say, 5 10%. They were like, oh, it's this much. And it was within weeks that it had exponentially grown because of its contagious level. This makes up 4% now, and it's 30% more contagious than Omicron. So I think it's safe to say that this is going to be the next thing. Now, I really hope that all the things we have in place keep the numbers going down, and this will just ride that wave and they'll keep going down but if it doesn't and they start going up again it's gonna be a shit show well it will be because i don't think people are gonna go back to masks no they're gonna be like oh hell no yeah 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 i think people are just i mean clearly that has been the the debate and the argument over this whole thing about the mask wearing right i Mm -hmm. mean even even in in you know areas and i don't pay attention to it. Um, my husband does because he was an ex school board member and recently said to me, I am so glad I'm not on the school board because I have been following what's happening with our local school where my two kids went K through eight. And he's like, it's a shit show there. The parents are like, these masks have to come off. And I'm like, you're kidding right in our area. People are behaving like that. Like, you know, I'm immune to it. Right. But, um, what a disaster, right? The kids can't, you can't see their faces and you can't tell how they're feeling and you can't, you know, it, it's, I, I was well, like, haven't you seen, I saw on the news back, this is way back, maybe a year ago, there was a, a school board meeting in some state and they were, I believe it was about mass and parents were outside, there were police there, they were screaming, yeah. the school board members were getting threats. Yeah. Like, I mean, I watched and I thought, oh, my God, these poor people, it's like this volunteer position and they're afraid for their lives over a piece of cloth. Yeah, exactly. And it's so it's it's the parents who are upset, which surprisingly, the kids aren't. If the kids are, they're upset because the parents are upset. Right. Right. Um, Now, um, do you know? Yeah. 
do you know with the um, schools taking off the masks, are teachers allowed to wear masks if they want to, if they don't, if they still feel that they want to wear one, do you know, or what? You know, I didn't, I, I don't know that. And I didn't get that info, but I, I, one thing that I thought was interesting that Tom said that the social workers were chiming in on it. Some of the social workers of the school mm-hmm. and some of them were saying that it's going to cause a lot of distress in the kids and the younger children, because mm-hmm. many of them, were rightfully told you have to wear this mask or you're going to be sick or you're going to get mom mm-hmm. sick or you're right. going to get grandma sick or you're going right. to get and you ha- and it's really dangerous and you need to wear it right mm-hmm. which i think we all would have had to explain to our children why yeah. they need to wear it right it, it it's scare them and then make them wear that so now they're afraid to take their masks off right and so they're seeing their friends with their masks off and then they're f- afraid to take it off because they're afraid they're going to get yes. someone sick or die or, or something right. right it's a terrible position for some little 5 or 6 year old who doesn't understand to suddenly be put in right or even an 8 or 9 or 10 year old yeah, yeah. at this point you know it's really it's really bad so it's i thought that was another very you know interesting angle to it the mental health right. is affected by kids their learning has been affected we all can attest to that yeah uh, and they've you know fallen behind in in different aspects of it but the fact that now it's coming off that there's a whole other aspect of scaredness Stress about and anxiety is, about that yeah, it, right it's gonna, it's gonna really it's it's i think we're in and I what think, i wonder is in any and thank god i don't have grade yeah, school kids exactly. now um if you've got kids who come from a family that's very anti-mask, anti-vax, and then you've got, you know, sits next to the girl who, you know, wears the mask, whatever family. I wonder if kids feel pitted against each other in this polarizing situation. I, I, good question. I don't know. I don't want to have to think about that. Well, I'm just glad that like, yeah, we don't have to deal with that. grown, yeah. grown and flown. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make your own decisions there. You decide where you want to go and what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do not envy any parents of children right now between the homeschooling and all the stress no. of that mm-hmm. and the masks and this. And then they couldn't get the vaccination. So if they wanted it, fear for their children's health and safety. It's just a terrible time to be yeah. dealing with so many different stressors. I just, my heart really goes out to them. Yeah, mine too. There's enough to have to deal with it, right? That's for sure. So it's it's going to be interesting to see with this new variant yeah what, what's going to happen how how if, if and how it plays out yeah because you know the day that you're not wearing them they're ripping up so you know that leads me leads us into what we've talked about is um i am not sure that i will be taking mine off every time i go to the grocery store i mean i, I will admit do i walk into the grocery store and wear my mask yeah i might so when it's kind of cold outside here in Chicagoland, I might just do it still because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really need to be sick, whether it's yeah. a cold or whether it's a flu. I yeah. have, you know, oh, and, wood, and right? I, 100% right? I'm going to have mine on at airports and on planes. Oh, there's not a chance anymore. Yeah. Take mine off in an airplane. There's not a chance. I think it's, and I don't care what anyone else does. I seriously don't. I'm right. not wearing mine because... I just, when you think about it, right. Or like you said, hospitals, doctor's offices, why, what's the, why? Well, I think, I mean, as of we, again, we don't have masks, have to wear masks here anymore in this particular area, but I went to the doctor the other day and I still had to wear one and they, you know, so I think, and then same with the post office. I think that currently, at least where I live, 
hospitals, doctor's office, um, government buildings, like, like yeah. the post office, things like that, you still are required to wear one. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, and I think personally, and we'll talk about long COVID and also um, the people who just have health compromises, but I think that, you know, there are certain places that people have to go. Like you don't have to go to a grocery store. They have all those, as we all know from beginning lockdown, they have all those services and you can get things delivered or whatever. But like there are certain things that you might have to do like doctor's office or government buildings. And so I think it's only fair so that people who have no choice, who can't, who like are compromised, feel safe that we respect that. And, you know, how, how much is that to ask? You're going in government building, you throw in your mask. You go in the grocery store, you don't have to. But right. you know, at least consider the people who don't have a choice in this. And they, and they shouldn't be made. I, I mean, it'll be, again, interesting. They shouldn't be made to feel bad because they're wearing it. They shouldn't be mocked. They shouldn't be, oh, you're, you know, one of those people. They shouldn't. If, if you want to wear it right. anywhere, we've right. got to be better people, people, right. than to... Make no, should absolutely respect everyone's right. decision. But you also should remember that it, it, there was an article I was reading about it was calling them the forgotten victims. And this was yeah. a, a quote, moving to shed mask mandates, they find themselves co coping with exhaustion and grief rooted in the sense that their neighbors and leaders are willing to accept them as collateral damage in return in order to return to normalcy. We have to remember like, they don't have a choice in this. So if there's places where they have to go, don't be an asshole. Just exactly. put the mask on. Right. Like you're not being asked for your firstborn. You're not being asked to go to war. You're not being asked to ration your food. You're being asked to put a piece of cloth over your face out of respect for someone who doesn't have a choice in, in the matter. Yeah. And we talked about this from the beginning, Susan. I know we did early on, right? How often does our country ask us to do anything that's okay. right? Here, here it comes. Well, we have to pay taxes, and well, we have to. Oh, do yeah, okay. Right. There's no World War One, no World right. War Two. You know, yeah. you and I both have sons. I've never once worried he was no. going to get drafted no. and go to war. Like, right. you know, right? We've never no. had to ration our, our food. We've never had to have that luxury. You know, yeah, yeah. We never had to do that. So right. I, you know, it's. I we said have... in the beginning, it was a small thing to do, right? To protect. And, and our country asked us, and it was a small thing to right. do, is the right thing to do. And now it's more a matter of, you know, it's a small thing to do to protect our well, fellow Americans. Yeah, right? keep in mind that tens of millions of people yeah. have at least one medical condition like asthma, diabetes, that yeah. puts them at greater risk. So, you know, what happens to them when, you know, the masks come off? We've got to think about that. Like, they, they are at greater risk. So at least show them respect in places where they have to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just, again, and even me on an airplane, I don't, you know, let me put it on. I'll sit down, I'll, I'll wear it on the plane. Just, I'm going to sit next to you and make fun of you the whole yeah, time. That, mind your what own, a loser. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would just want to be like, mind your own fucking business. I, you know, who I think you're, I think you're going to see a lot more of it than you think. I mean, for every person so. who isn't, I think you're going to see at least one person who is. Mm -hmm. At least at least in the short term, the next year or two. Maybe yeah, that so. as people get more comfortable, they'll get a little more relaxed. But right. I certainly think that, I mean, I've seen it here, even though we don't have to wear them. I've seen plenty of people still wearing them. Yeah. And, and again, like you said, I think you're right. I think it's going to be um, short term in the, in the scheme of our life. So will it be the next year, year and a half, right? That's short term compared to what yeah. we in our life, right? Um, and and again, I like the servers in restaurants because the Lord knows what 
you know, you always know you're sick before you show your symptoms of anything. Right. So I like that idea. Again, I'm not serving. I'm not having to breathe, you know, an eight hour shift of air and do whatever, but still, I think I like the idea of someone not breathing all over my food. Of course, or pouring your drink or here you are, or the breast boys coming and, you know, taking your, it just, it, it kind of makes sense from. Yeah. It's funny. Like we never thought about it. And now you're like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't we think about that? Right. Exactly. So So here's a question. So you know how back in the day before all of this, you would go to like the outlet centers and you'd always see the Asian people walking with masks on and we would all be like, why are they doing that? I wonder over in Asia and the different countries where they do, I think China was a big one that is big into the masking all along. If their restaurants are like that, like what, what their normal day-to-day requirements are with that, because they've been masking much longer than we have. Mm -hmm. I think since, at least since they had the big SARS outbreak. Mm -hmm. It's more normalized. Two things I can comment on that. Um, And I don't have the answer, but uh, I traveled one time um, to, for business to Japan and it was my first time to Asia. And I remember going uh, meetings, walking around the city with people in their masks. And I do remember being like, is there, is there some disease here? I don't know about why are people wearing masks? I, it it creeped me out a little bit. I will say that. However, I do think people wear them too, because of the pollution. The pollution, the for pollution sure. is mm-hmm. so big. So they do wear them to protect themselves. So they are smart about that. And it's more everyday commonplace for them to wear their masks. Mm-hmm. Um, the other I thing. I wonder is, what the, what, like what they're, if they have any mandates laws or anything I around don't. it, or if it's just such a commonplace thing, people just are like, Oh, I, and, and even before COVID and all of this came in, I worked with a variety of people from Asia in my office directly. And one day, one of the girls came in with a mask on and this was way long before masks were even a thing. Right. But she mm-hmm. was Asian and she was wearing a mask and she had a cold and she said, I just don't want to come in. And get oh, that's so back. thoughtful. It, well, there you go. Right. That's what she did. And, but yeah. your first thing is like, why is Wendy wearing a mask or why, you know what I mean? You're kind of like, what's going on there. But this, someone said, oh, she's got a cold and she just doesn't want to get everyone sick. So their thinking on it is mm-hmm. different. It's to protect mm-hmm. themselves as well as to protect other people. Right. 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 So I don't know what their restaurant policy is. I would imagine. Yeah. That. You don't if see anyone knows, before. let us know. Yeah. Maybe it's going forward. So anyway, um, Yes. Another, another thing I read about, which I, you know, you hear it thrown around, but I really didn't understand it. And so it was interesting to read about it, the long COVID. Yeah, terrible. Because you hear about either good health or death, but no one's talking about what's in the middle. People haven't really been taking it seriously. A lot of the articles people said, like, you know, my doctor would tell me it's in my head and it's like yeah. psychosomatic, blah, blah, blah. Um, there have been a few studies. One said that 22% of people have symptoms past five weeks. Another said 30% of people had symptoms past six months. The problem is not a lot is known about it because there aren't enough health professionals listening. Right. And everyone has been focusing all their time and resources towards COVID. So this is like on the back burner, but they did just the national Institute for health did just give 1.2 billion from Congress for a four year study on long COVID called recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, they're going to study and try to understand post illness illness so that moving forward, maybe we can get ahead of it. So this doesn't happen again. Right. 
but things like fibromyalgia and stuff like that, they say are kind of post illness illnesses that are a result of something else that then you have to live with. Chronic fatigue syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Lyme, chronic Lyme disease, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I did read that there's um, a center for post COVID at Mount Sinai in New York, right? So there's clearly going to be centers that, uh, because of the funding mm-hmm. from the National um, Institute of Health. So I think that is going to happen, but it is one of the big things. And we're two years past it already. And I think that you're right. I think there are, there's, there's not real conclusive evidence and doctors and epidemiologists and people who study disease want evidence and they want numbers and they want stats. And there's so few conversations going around it because it's different for everybody. Everybody has just like COVID was different for the people who had it. The post-COVID, their right. long-haul symptoms mm-hmm. are so different. Can be minor, up to just debilitating. Right. They are, and there are some fire. clinics that are just specializing in this, but there are far more patients than the clinics can treat. And so these people are just kind of floating out there going, someone help me. Right. Because um, yeah. they want to quit. You know, do- doctors also want to be able to diagnose something and fix it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have a sore throat. Check that a- box. Done. Here's, you have here's, strep throat. Yeah here's your antibiotics. You have a croup or whatever. Here's your antibiotics. This is yeah. like you have a yeast infection. Here's what you take. Right. I mean, but they don't have this for the COVID because there's nothing brain fog. They have pain. They don't breathe as well. I mean, mm-hmm. this is in fatigue. It is. And it is not the, the, the majority of the people, the growing generation of the sick people from this are the 30 to 50 year olds. It's not the 50 plus year olds. I mean, it is the 30 to 50 year olds. So you're saying statistically, those are the people that are showing up for long COVID more? Uh, yes, that's what, wow. from an article I read. Yes. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm past 50 then. <laughs> yeah, 30 to 50. There's a silver so, lining to turning 58 people. It's that you're not in that age group. Yeah. No, that was one of the stats I read, which I thought was interesting. It's a yeah. good, but those it's younger people now were they did you happen to read if the people getting long covid who obviously had covid Mm -hmm. had health were health compromised before they got covid no so so just the healthy person gets covid and then boom Mm -hmm. that's scary Yeah. yeah because they don't know if it's living in the tissue still they don't know if it's something that just brought on some other kind of right that triggered with- something yeah Correct. they don't have enough research to know that but they just know that these people who were normally healthy got covid and now they have brain fog they're not they're breathless walking up hills they have pain they have insomnia they're not oh. sleeping you know little <clears throat> things like that that oh, are- i have a question then i have not had covid but i do have brain fog so do I have yeah. long COVID? <laughs> or yeah, we just, have, or am I we have that. Yeah, we have that. I've yeah. had brain fog for a long time. Well, I have, yeah, I have a lot of these symptoms. Like <laughs> no. Yeah, when I get out of bed in the morning and brain fog yeah. and breathlessness. Yeah. The I mean, TV. yep. So it is, it is one of those things that it was kind of like, it, it, it's, it's real. It is real. And I read a lot of different accounts from people who had it. And it was really just like, you could feel their frustration and their pain. And I was just li- reading, you know, one account after another thing. Oh my God, like this would be so shitty. It's like one day you're healthy and the next day you get this virus and then you get through the virus and then mm, guess what? You're still sick and you're going to feel like this for like Months. ever because we don't know really what to do with you. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, right? It's kind of like those people that get diagnosed with chron- people that have chronic pain that cannot be diagnosed. Right. They're mm-hmm. just like, Oh, it, maybe it's just, isn't. No, I have a friend whose daughter has, and it's, it's real. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but there are doctors that will still work with women. I'm sure mm-hmm. men do. But women are a classic, right? Like Hall of Menopause and and um, PMS, right? Like that was mm-hmm. that's still. Yeah, you're just kind of imagining that you feel, you know, mm-hmm. like if you can't, if they can't figure it out and find through a test or through what they think through their medical right. training is the exact answer and solution, it all, you know, well, maybe it's just kind of psychosomatic or maybe you're imagining that you're. But then that just fucks with your mental health because then of course you go home does. and you're like, of course, I, it I really believe I feel this way, but, but a doctor just told me, no, this isn't real. So, you know, or even if that's not the case, just being sick and not feeling like there's any end in sight is bound to then lead to anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So then you get to layer that on top of the fact that you already were miserable. It's just a terrible situation. Right, right. It's going to be, I think, another year, 18 months. I mean, we things will get back. Um, I well, think I think we- if, if Omicron 2 doesn't end up being like this nightmare new, whatever, and it's just kind of like floats along and, you know, with everything else. And I agree. I think it'll be, I think probably more like 18 months. Yeah. Really. Cause I think there'll be, you I know, stragglers on either side that slowly will, you know, kind of inch towards the same goal. But that puts us at four and a half years. Dear God. I <laughs> no wonder I age so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that's so true, right? Hasn't it affected everybody so differently? It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. It'll be fascinating, it, you know, but a lot of the fascinating stuff isn't necessarily positive. No, it's not positive. And it's There's, like all of these no, things no. we're learning and all of these things that are going to manifest out of it, like possibly like you talked about the young children. And now you have a group of young children who have anxiety disorders because of this mm-hmm. trauma of going through this and so forth. It's just, it, there's just so much that's still going to unfold as a symptom of all of this craziness. Yeah, it's not and that's really it, unfortunate. Yeah, and I don't mean fascinating in a positive way. It's going to be fascinating only to see what the research com- comes up. It's going to be fascinating to see how we handle some other kind of potential and epidemic. Well, right? I hope that we, the powers that be, realize we didn't handle this very well and get together and come up with like a better plan mm-hmm. for the next Listen. round. Yes, I would. Although I will say when and if it happens in our lifetime, the minute I even hear grumbling. So remember we were hearing it's like the Corona and we were all like, oh, really? The minute I hear, oh, there's this virus that might be coming. I will get that mask out so quick your head will spin because I'll be like, oh, hell no. We've been down this road. Yeah, I, I, I and I do hope I hope that that's what happens. I hope we can. I hope we can rally as a country people to understand that, Hey, this, you know, we, we need to do this again. And yeah, yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it's awful. But if maybe if we do it right this time, it's not going to be a four year process or a two year process. Right. We just started immediately. Right. And that again, I'm going back to that. If I'm wearing it on the airplane or if I want to wear it, so that people it's not, it's not going to be an issue. Let everyone just let's let's all remember that we have lost almost a million people to this and we've yeah, had three hundred thirty two million four hundred five thousand six hundred and fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Cases. Isn't it? Um twenty three percent of people have gotten sick and almost a million people have died. Yeah. So, that's, you know, true. let's just remember that. Like, you know, you could be one of the million next time. So, you know, yeah, it's lo- love your neighbor as yourself and remember it, it's bigger than you. Yeah. And just, you know, try, you know, care about your fellow human zi- beings and do what is needed to keep 
everyone's safe, not just you. Yeah. Right. Right. You agree. Yeah. And Pollyanna over there. And now that we're political, I'm just trying to be practical and care about my fellow human being. Yeah. I think we were just right. I think there, I think it's, I think this, it's very interesting and it causes a lot of emotions for a lot of people and a lot of emotions for different people. Absolutely. We've talked about it. You and I have had our personal conversations. So again, this is just an extension of it with a little bit more research, everyone. But we we, we no sources, just no sources. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) just what we did. But but this is conversations that we've had. Like, hey, and how do you feel? And I don't want to do this, and I don't want to take the mask off. And how am I going to feel if I do keep it on? So, I mean, I think that most of our listeners are probably having some of the similar, you know, conversations with friends or family or whatever. So. I hope, um, I hope it was useful. We're always open to ideas and guests. I mean, come on, anyone want to come join us and yeah, we'll talk about anything. Yeah, if we'll you have something about- you want to talk about, we'll listen yeah. and ask you questions. We will have our next episode, I think. Is well, I don't know be. if it's our next episode. We'll, we'll, well you know, it just depends well, on how fast we're working I get on it. Um, but we are going to have two special guests two. and they are going to be explaining to us the TikTok phenomena. And all kinds of little offshoots that are little kind of um, communities within the TikTok world. So it's going to be really interesting. It'll be Melissa's niece, Riley, who has been a guest before, and my yeah. daughter, Kelsey, who has been a guest before. <laughs> and they are going to come on and enlighten us. Yes. Super not that excited. we have to coerce them in any way. It's no, a- not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Like, we tried to get our, well, my daughter out of college now, but when they were both in college or two or youngest kids to come on and talk about their experience of being college students going through this. But my daughter just couldn't fit us in. She was just too busy. So busy. She was so busy, wasn't she? So. And we're not going to say that my son was not a hundred percent, but at least he, he tried. He was, he, try. he even he texted tried. her, but yeah. she kind of like, let's <laughs> yeah. just put it this way. She kind of ghosted us. <laughs> and we and we love her. We love her to pieces. Yes, we do. We she, love her. Did, I guess she just did not want to be a guest. Yeah. So she's so sky, such a wallflower. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's not like you have to be an expert on anything. If you just have a feeling about something, we're happy to have you on. So yeah, there we so, go. You can uh, email us at you had me at martini at gmail.com or you can DM us on our Instagram. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank Thanks you for, for joining. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.